Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. There's a trade yesterday between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. It's a very strange trade. Very strange trade. They traded Royce O'Neal to Brooklyn for a future first-round draft pick. Why would the Jazz do that? Why would they do that? Why did Quinn Snyder walk away from that job? Why? Went what? Up space to try to land Kevin? No. What's going on in Utah? Why would the Jazz do that? Why would they do that? It's a very strange trade. Very strange trade. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. That was Brian Windhorst. It was July 1st. It was 10.21 in the morning Eastern. I think I was maybe doing my workout right around that time. And what was going on in Utah? Is it they were starting to make some moves because about two hours and 17 minutes later, let's be precise here, senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski, he broke the trade of the offseason so far. Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves for quite the haul. So the logistical next question surrounding the Jazz was, what is going on with Donovan Mitchell? Well, according to Woj, Utah is now showing a willingness to listen to offers on their star all-star guard. So let's bring in the man who started all of this. It's senior writer Brian Windhorst. And Brian, what is the likelihood here that we could see Donovan Mitchell on the move? Yeah, I think it's a strong likelihood, Malika. I think what you've got here is a grade A rebuild in Utah, and they kind of showed their hand when they made that Royce O'Neal trade. That was the beginning of this rebuild. And, you know, certainly they're going to take a position that they don't have to trade Donovan Mitchell, and they don't. They have multiple years left on the contract. He hasn't asked to be traded, at least not yet. But um, they have only, this is a half measure unless they do a Donovan Mitchell trade. And I'm going to judge the Jazz by their actions, not their words. And mm. they have already traded two starters this offseason, um, both of them for draft pick center, draft pick centered trades. Uh, first, Royce O'Neal, which showed us what they were going to do. And then Rudy Gobert for four future first round picks um, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And so I do expect Donovan Mitchell to be traded in the uh, short to medium term future. And I expect it to be a draft pick trade where certainly they're going to take players back, yeah. but they're going to look for multiple first round picks just like they did for Gobert. Well, when we were looking at that trade for Gobert, everyone started to say, oh my goodness, if this is what Gobert commands, what's Kevin Durant going to command? If that is what Gobert commands, what does the trade market look like for Donovan Mitchell? Well, as you can imagine, Malika, the Jazz will use that as their starting point. Mm. Uh, Danny Ainge has set a standard throughout his career running the Boston Celtics and now the Utah Jazz that he is not going to make a move until he's comfortable with the return. I take you back to the famous trade he made with the Brooklyn Nets where he got one of the greatest hauls in history for trading Kevin Garnett um, and Paul Pierce back in 2012. I would expect him to expect a massive haul here. He, He doesn't have to wait. I mean, he, I mean, he doesn't have to uh, do it now. He can wait it out. He knows that Donovan Mitchell is going to have a market. 
He knows multiple teams are going to be interested, and I think he will have a high bar. And uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets a, a huge haul for him in the end. Interesting. All right, so let's go back to the beginning, and I'm, I'm going to put my papers, my notes down for this so that I can do this fully and correctly. Wendy, what exactly then is going on in Utah? What I think is going on and what league executives think is going on, Malika, is the Utah Jazz are going to make a move here to extract as much as they possibly can out of the New York Knicks. The Knicks have 11 different first-round picks to choose from over the next seven years. They can trade up to eight of them. So the Jazz could potentially say which ones they wanted. I'm sure they'll ask for a whole bunch of them. Um, and they can try to assemble the trade. Now, the Knicks will probably, you know, they would have interest, obviously, in Donovan Mitchell, but they're going to want to make a good deal, so you're going to have to squeeze them, and you squeeze them by getting other offers. I, d- I think there will be multiple other teams that are interested. Certainly, the Miami Heat will be interested. Um, we could have some other suitors emerge, but the Knicks have the package that is comparable to what they got for Rudy Gobert, and so... League executives think this is going to be a long, winding road to see if the Knicks meet the Jazz's high asking price, and we're going to be watching that very closely. Brian, thank you so much. Do not go too far. Take these next couple of minutes, add to your legacy, and we'll see you back here in just a second. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, though, he's been a consistent scorer throughout his career as one of just six guards in NBA history to average 20 points per game in each of his first five seasons. That group includes Michael Jordan, Oscar Robertson. It also includes Allen Iverson. So here now with Kendra Andrews, our Warriors reporter, Nick Friedel, our Nets reporter, and our big guy joining us from Houston, it's Kendrick Perkins. Uh, Nick, what have you done to add to your legacy today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Malika, I woke up at 3.30, and, uh, you know, I I got on GetUp, so that was cool. Is that enough? You woke up at 3.30, not 2.30? Uh, Legacy points subtracted. (laughs) Um, Welcome, everyone. Obviously, a lot to dive into, and if you know, you know on that one. Um, Perk, I'm going to start with you here. What Mm -hmm. are the Jazz doing? What Danny Danny Ainge do best, right? And when you look at Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge is a guy that loves to uh, build the team through the draft. He loved draft picks. We we know how he finessed the Philadelphia 76ers and got Jason Tatum and got a pick back. Dripping we saw him finesse. draft, you know, Jalen Brown. We saw him we saw him draft, you know, uh uh Marcus Smart. You know, all those guys were came through the draft when you look at that Celtic roster. When I when I looking at Danny Ainge, I thought this was the last opportunity for the Utah Jazz to prove something, not only to him, but to the ownership group. Mm. When you talk about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, right? Think about this. Rudy Gobert is a three-time defensive player of the year. Rudy Gobert is a future Hall of Famer in my eyes. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Still have a lot of prime left. And you trade him, one of the franchise centerpieces. He's about to blow up the whole thing. Donovan mm. Mitchell will be traded at some point of this season. I could, I'm willing to bet everything I own and have in the bank account that he will be gone from the Utah Jazz. Ooh, that is a whole lot that you are willing to bet then. So, Nick, if, mm-hmm. if that's all on the table, mm-hmm. all of Perk's assets, uh, what is the best 
fit for Donovan, in your opinion? It's very clear to me, Malika, although I was listening to Brian and I'm hearing Tibbs looking at us on TV going, I love what's happening in Utah. So he would love him with the Knicks, <laughs> but the Knicks, even with Donovan, can't win a title with that group that's in place. To me, the best fit for Donovan Mitchell is Miami. Mm. That is yeah, a Benito. group with Jimmy Butler and the core they have in place, if they don't have to give up, bam, yeah. they can go win a title right away, right now. And mm. when that offense got bogged down in the playoffs, they needed somebody besides Jimmy to help. Donovan Mitchell's that guy. Okay, so Kendra, you cover the Warriors day in and day out. You're around Western Conference execs. You've seen the landscape of this conference up close. How would you describe, or are folks describing to you, the Jazz's offseason thus far? I mean, is it is it too simple to just say an overhaul, right? The, the Jazz are a team that have made it to the playoffs season and season again, right? But they have not been able to get over that hump. They look around and they see these teams, not just in the Western Conference, but yeah. Eastern as well. They're getting better, right? Golden State, they reemerged as champions. They have to do something to get over that hump that they have struggled to do. And, and they're, you know, taking all their pieces with it to try and try and make it to that next step. Absolutely. Even when we saw when they were the number one seed a couple of years ago, exactly. next, they didn't quite get to that peak, that pinnacle. We've saw them move on from Quinn Snyder as head coach. They have a much younger head coach, Will Hardy, who was on the Woj pod, by the way. Everyone go and check that out. How would you sum up their offseason here? They're ready to hit the button. Yeah. <laughs> you, exactly. you know the R word when you see it, mm. and this is a rebuild mm. that's coming right now. You don't make the moves that they've already started to make, and you don't make it known that Donovan's available when you've had that core in place for so long. Yep. It's only a matter of time. It's time to hit the button, and if Danny Ainge gets back exactly what he wants, it's coming. Perk, have you got to thinking, uh, I know that's always dangerous, about what you would describe this offseason as for them? You know what? I, I I mean, it's right. How about that? It's right. That's because think word. about how many times, think about how many times that the Utah Jazz has failed us, right? They have been so dominant in the regular season. Uh, over the past four or five seasons, either the best, best record in the NBA, second best record in the NBA, been at the top of the Western Conference. And what happened? Early exit. Never got to the conference finals. Never, never even sniffed the finals. So when you look at it, it's time, right? Yeah. It's only right to blow it up because you wasn't going to get anywhere with Rudy, although he's a hell of a uh, you know player. He's not a second option guy. He's not a third option guy. He's an all-star again. He's a Hall of Famer, but he's a guy that plays like a Ben Wallace role for the uh, Detroit Pistons. You look at Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is not a first option guy that's going to get you or win you a championship or even take you to the promised land. But what Donovan Mitchell is, he's a second option guy that you could pair alongside a guy like a Jimmy Butler who showed us he's able to elevate his game when postseason come and be one of the best players in the world. That's who Donovan Mitchell is, and I think the Utah Jazz realized that, that he's not a guy that we could build around for the future for us winning the championship. Well, he is a piece, though, a player that could take an organization, like you mentioned, over the top, an organization that might be knocking on the door. He's a heck of a player who could mm -hmm. absolutely do that. Um, Perk, ha have you done anything to add to your legacy today? My favorite question. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I did. I did. I actually, I actually took my my two oldest sons 
to basketball uh, practice this morning. That's adding to my legacy. It did. You know, your entire your family is better for it. You have added to your legacy today. For those who are confused <laughs> about this, we'll explain it yeah. a little bit later Thanks in the show. Thanks for not asking me because mm-hmm. I have not added to my legacy at all. You're sitting next to me on television. You're sitting your right next to your sister. <laughs> your sister. That's adding to your okay. legacy. Come on, Kay. I'll take it. (laughs) Still to come on NBA Today, find out what we are talking about with Kevin Durant and also find out what Commissioner Adam Silver had to say about Kevin Durant's trade request and how it can actually negatively affect the rest of the league. Plus, more on the Jazz shopping potential suitors for their all-star guard. Should the Knicks go all in on Donovan Mitchell? We will discuss. And... Uh, Speaking of KD and Mitchell, our front office insider, Bobby Marks, he has a proposed four-team trade involving both stars that you need to hear after the break. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This was a season that had so much promise, and it all a fell complete apart. Bastard. Armageddon. No regrets. It happens. People want to have some hope of what may happen in the future, but it's hard for me to say. How do you know Durant is having up? When it's time to go. Requested a trace. Run his course. You fell for the force. We'll hop in the Porsche and get on the boat. I can't worry about what people say. I just focus on me. It's the elephant in the room every single day as we're in the heart of the offseason, right? What is going to happen with Kevin Durant? And Woj reported earlier that KD would prefer to land in either Phoenix or Miami, but so far nothing has materialized. And everyone's just sort of sitting back, waiting, opining, and that now also includes Commissioner Adam Silver, who said the following yesterday on trade demands in general. So take a listen. This needs to be a two-way street. Um, Teams provide enormous security and guarantees to players, and the expectation is in return that they'll meet their end of the bargain. I'm realistic that there's always conversations that are going to go on behind closed doors between players and their representatives and teams, but we don't like to see players requesting trades and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is. All right, back here with ESPN senior NBA writer Brian Windhorst. So, Brian, what is the reaction around the league to what Adam Silver said here? 
that this was, you know, he's way, way late on, you know, making any sort of statement like this. The league has been allowing this for certainly all of his tenure without, with sort of unchecked, the, the players have continued, regardless of what's on their contracts, to uh, do whatever they've wanted to with the leverage that they've earned. And, and you know, it, the, the players have always had leverage. They've just kind of really discovered how powerful it is. And the league has allowed it. And so, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to what happens on benches, the the, um, the league is trying to curb the activity on the bench. When it comes to, um, you know, on-court discipline, the league is trying to curb that. You know, during Adam Silver's reign, there's been tremendous strides made, but, you know, there's it's been much more lax in terms of following the perceived structure that was in place under David Stern. And some of that definitely needed to come towards the modern times. But now they're trying to put the toothpaste mm. back in the tube. And the real answer is they have no recourse to Kevin Durant asking for a trade. They can certainly not trade him, but he has the leverage to force it to make it happen. And, um, you know, there is a collective bargaining agreement talks coming up. Um, they're going to start doing those more in earnest this summer and fall. But um, I don't see the players uh, giving major concessions on this issue because, frankly, they don't have to. So sort of regardless of what Adam Silver said, the fact of the matter is Kevin Durant's trade request, it, it's still there. It still stands. So at this very moment, what's the latest you're hearing on the KD trade front? Yeah, the Nets are just um, really turned off by, by what they've been offered. And uh, if some of the trade packages that have been floated to me are true, I agree with them. I, I think that they should expect more for Kevin Durant with four years left on his contract. Yeah. But um, the other teams in the league, just Malika, they just don't believe that the, that the, that the Nets have a lot of leverage here. Um, you know, despite the fact that Durant has four years on his contract and the offers that they're making are reflective of that belief. And so mm. the, the, uh, the, the Nets have made, a, a, you know, sort of a counter move, which is to float the concept that Kevin could come back to them and they not trade him and that they would not honor his trade request or at least delay honoring that. And, you know, that is probably a prudent move based on what they're being offered. Um, and it's also potentially a bargaining position, a negotiating stance, because they don't like what they're being offered. And we're in mid-July. We have, we're months away from training camp, months and months away from the start of the season, that they shouldn't be forced to make a move. So, uh, unfortunately, I think we're in a stalemate, and we're looking for an event to change that. That might be some sort of comment from Kevin Durant at some point. That might be something else that happens in the league. It might be time running out in the offseason. But uh, Summer League is breaking up. The executives are beginning to leave town, and I'm yeah. not sensing any traction on the deal. Interesting. Okay, let's bring Perk and our analyst, Roz Goldonwude, into the conversation to dissect this a little bit more. Mm. Roz, you covered Kevin Durant up close and personal in his first year with Golden State. So based on your knowledge of Kevin, what's the best possible outcome for, you know, I, I want to say the Nets, but it, it really could be two different things here. What's best for the Nets and then what's best for Kevin Durant? Yeah, I, I think one thing that's important to point out from Adam Sil Silver's comments is that Kevin Durant requesting a trade is still different than him saying, I'm not going to report to training yes. camp. I'm not going to play games. Yes. Very different conversation. Right now, he's just expressing dissatisfaction with the organization. And there's an opportunity here in this public discourse to potentially find something that could work for both sides. But if they can't, then I feel like the best thing for the Nets is to hold on to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I'm not sure 
what the leverage situation here is. Um, but I don't think I've seen the best of the Nets yet. No. And so now you might have an opportunity to see it through the end of Kyrie Irving's contract, mm. perhaps see all the players available from the beginning of the season, see what Ben Simmons can do, see if you're trending upwards by the end of next season, and then make more informed decisions. Mm. All right. Well, we haven't seen the best of the Nets because we've barely seen the Nets of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the court, let alone we haven't seen any of Ben Simmons on the court. Perk, what do you think about all of this? You know what? We need to ask out the question, why did Kevin Durant request the trade? And why? this is just yeah. my opinion. Why, right? Why did he request the trade? My opinion is is because the Nets didn't has, has haven't offered Kyrie Irving the uh, extension that Kyrie Irving wants, right? That's the only reason I could see Kevin Durant wanting out. Okay, now go back going back to KD and the Nets situation. Think about it. Kobe Bryant requested a trade during his career from the Lakers. Famously. And did he really wanna did he really wanna leave LA? No, he didn't. But he wanted to he requested a trade to show them that hey, I will leave if you don't upgrade the roster. And what did the Lakers do? The Lakers went out and got Paul Casal. I'm not saying KD is saying upgrade the roster, but KD is probably saying, hey, I need you to sign Kyrie Irving to a long-term extension. Mm. So in my opinion, what I said to you last week, Malika, is this. I don't believe that Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving are going anywhere. That's just my honest opinion. Look, they're still on the market right now. I think time will heal all this. I think eventually Kevin Durant will talk with the Brooklyn Nets. He will come in himself, not his representation in Rich Climate, and I think they will figure it out. I think the start of the season, we will see Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant all in Brooklyn Nets uniform to start the regular season of this year. Well, certainly I feel like the Nets is presently constructed. They don't lack talent. They perhaps lack depth. From my time there, they certainly seem to lack an infusion of accountability, but they certainly do not lack talent. So to me, this feels like maybe the perfect time to just add a little bit of a producer perk pep talk. Producer Perk Pep Talk. Say that 10 times. Sorry. Producer Perk Pep Talk. Yeah. Perk, what advice you, are you, you offering for the Brooklyn? No, I'm not. You, Go ahead. You, re <laughs> you ready for that? Before I start, let me, can you give me the correct way to say the owner of the Brooklyn Nets name so I won't mess Joe this Sy. up? <laughs> okay, here we go. Joe Sy and Sean Marks. Listen, you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Two of the most skilled basketball players to ever touch a basketball. You have a Ben Simmons, one of the best defenders in the league, one of the best facilitators in the league. You actually have a big three. Look, Josiah, I know you have all the money in the world, and I get that, but this is not about the money. It's about your pride. Put your pride aside. Have a conversation with your two franchise players or three franchise players. Get this thing resolved. Make these guys feel good. Grant them even more of their wishes or come to a mutual ground where y'all all could compromise and make this thing work. Again, right now, you're in, the, in New York. Mm. You have the upper hand. You're more relevant than the New York Knicks. Don't let this go away all because of your pride. Carry on.
carry on. It felt like there should have been like with that music, like fire coming out <laughs> right. in the back here. You felt that, that one. That I was a little spicy. That. Okay. I killed that. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Kendrick. You added to your legacy by doing that. Brian Windhorse, thank you so much mm. for your time today. Roz, stick around and we'll continue to add to your legacy because coming up on NBA Today, Mr. Bobby Marks, he has a potential four-team trade. It involves Kevin Durant. It involves Donovan Mitchell. Do not miss that. It is interesting. Plus, the Celtics, they revamped their whole squad, and they're poised for another title run. But are they the favorites in the East? I'm sure Perk has something to say about that. And we're going to take a look back at the best summer league dunks of all time. Ooh-wee. Check out who made the cut. More NBA Today after the break. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. is happening in Utah and might Donovan Mitchell be on the move. It's a perfect way to start today's installment of Chop It or Drop It. That's me making some sashimi or something. All right, here with Roz, Nick, and Perk. Take a look at the Look-y New York Post something else today. <laughs> I, well, Kevin, Kevin Durant said having four and a half cups of coffee in two hours wasn't enough, so I had to up it. I was like six and a half cups of coffee in two hours. Call that jazz. That's a play on and all that jazz from Chicago. Um, I'm going to okay. stop. He can sing too, mm. folks. Yeah, right. I can't. <laughs> Perk, let's start with you. Are we chopping or dropping this pack back page notes? that Donovan Mitchell could be on the move to the Knicks. For R.J. Barrett, I think, is what we, they were we, talking about. Well, well we got to chop it. We got to chop it. Okay. It's, I mean, look, anything <laughs> other than Kyrie and KD, let's chop it. We're talking about Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> still a young guy that is scratching the surface of, in his prime, has a lot to offer. The Knicks should go all in on him. You pair him up with Jalen Bronson. Look, I'm not saying that they're going to deliver a title. Yep. But those two together can be your foundation and your culture to actually be eye candy to attract other free agents and re- attract other guys to say, you know what? I want to go to the Knicks. Let me force my way out of this situation. All right. We're chopping it, Roz. 
I'm gonna chop it. Do you like that? That was, that was like a little <laughs> more axe chopping. <laughs> I, I'm gonna chop it. I like the idea of going all in for the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell, especially if somehow you can keep R.J. Barrett. Um, you have a young, talented core that I'd be down for with Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett that are not only talented and skilled on the court, mm. but they've got a really nice group of character. And I always say, call me old-fashioned, but I think character and chemistry matters. And in my years now mm -hmm. of covering this league, I have found that that has helped. Yeah. And you've got a group right there. They're hungry. They're coachable. All three of them would be trending upwards. Even this season, if you look at the teams that were trending upwards, you look at the Grizzlies, you look at the Warriors, you heard a lot of conversation about their chemistry and their character and how yeah. they work together. And those teams that flamed out, those were the ones where maybe they were talented, but the lack of chemistry or character trumped all of that potential. Nick? I'll chop it, Malika, mm. but I just don't know where the Knicks are going. Mm. Even if they get Donovan, he's a hell of a player. I think Tibbs would love coaching him. And as Roz said, it would have a, a culture of young guys who all knew exactly what they were doing. Having said that, when you look at the roster top to bottom, mm -hmm. are they better? Sure. But are they that much closer sure. to ultimately where they want to be? I don't see it. All right. The Tibbs whisperer has spoken. So let's move on to the next one. I'm going to say a statement, Nick. <laughs> Perk's heard that one before. He's heard it plenty of times before. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you a statement, and you're going to tell me if you want to chop it or drop it, all right? All right. The best situation, Nick, for KD and Kyrie is to stay with the Nets next season. Chop it, but I would chop it into pieces in Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Because I just don't see when the culture is as broken as it has been, y'all, where it fixes itself. Okay. And I know that Perk is saying, hey, give it one more chance, see what happens. And I specifically, let's be clear here, if Kevin came back, I think they could make that work. Okay. If he pulls back, it's Kyrie. I don't see how you can keep him in that situation given all the problems that arose over the last couple months of the season. I'll chop it, but I'm going to go I the mean, other way because right. I'm going to chop it up. I feel like literally every single thing that could have gone wrong within this era of era of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Is that a, a Freudian slip there? <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, era, I was going there, but I see what you were doing there. Uh -huh. um, literally things you couldn't have even made up or, or even dreamed. Like the fact that Kevin Durant, first he comes in off of injury. Yeah. Then his tenure starts with a pandemic. There's no fans, right? Then they they're happen to play in a state with a vaccine mandate. And whether or not you agree with Kyrie Irving's stance on it, I don't think Kyrie could have even imagined that he would have to take a stance on whether or not he was going to play half the games. Then you got James Harden, who was in and out. This was a team that was championship or bust that then was out and swept in the first round. Imagine if next season they were just normal. You would have a chance to have everybody build chemistry, yeah. start from the beginning. Any team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you're not rebuilding. You have a chance at contending. Okay. But you're also not normal. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got those yeah. characters but this, what, what they've gone like, through is so crazy. I feel like, what would it look like? Let's. We don't even know what Ben Simmons looks like. Right. We, like? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to see what Ben Simmons looks like. Perk, you've been chopping this with us all day, all week, <laughs> all month. It feels like. So we're gonna move on to the next one. Roz, you're up on this one. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Quite the off season pickup for the Celtics here. During his introductory press conference, he said that he has no problem coming off of the bench. He, quote, just wants to win. So are we chopping this or dropping this? 
Well, I believe that he just wants to win, but I'll drop it. Okay. I just think, you know, what, what dropping means don't talk, right? Okay, I'm dropping it. All right, we're dropping, <laughs> we're dropping it like a mic. Uh, lastly, perk, Andre Iguodala. He went on the Dan Levitard show and he said the following, quote, if Rasheed Wallace played in the modern-day basketball, if he played in modern-day basketball today, well redundant, if he played in our league today, he'd be the top five player in the league. He'd be better than Giannis, and I love Giannis. <laughs> Perk, are we chopping it or dropping it? Oh, we chopping it. Look, listen, I, I, I love Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed is my big brother. I mm. played with him, one of the most underrated power fours to ever play the game of basketball. But now let's talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the greatest power forwards to ever play the game of basketball. Listen, Rasheed wouldn't come close to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Can we stop disrespecting this man? I had to learn the hard way when I called him a Robin, and he showed up in game six of the yeah, finals the with way. a 50-piece, wing dinner, all flats. Cajun rug, 16 fries on the rebound, you know what I'm saying? And five blocks, got five dipping sauces. Here's the thing, man. Giannis is a unicorn. We probably would never see another Giannis Antetokounmpo ever again in life. Let's stop with the disrespect, but no disrespect to Rasheed Wallace, but he's nowhere close to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think that's the moral of the story, is that Giannis is a bad, bad man. I'm not comparing and contrasting him to anybody, but... Oh boy, the, the two-time MVP, the finals MVP, probably going to get some more championships Ooh. and finals MVPs under his belt. Well, I'm not, it's over. I'm not, I'm not having that discussion. Win for the yeah. podcast, though. Got us talking. See? Hot take. There you go. I, Andre's there, got something. something. Andre said this season that the Nets were never going to lose with Kyrie on the floor. That, that one did not age very well. Well, Andre. he wasn't on the floor as much as he would have liked to be on the floor, but then we got to the playoffs and we all know what happened. Um, okay, coming up on NBA Today, we're going to discuss, speaking of the Nets, a potential four-team trade. Bobby Marks proposed that has both KD and Donovan Mitchell involved. Keep it locked. We will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Where we've got a whole bunch of teams out there trying to put something together. You got four teams that are looking to dance. The Nets, the Jazz, DeAndre Ayton, who has been a target of the Pacers. And I have to put Ben Simmons in there. And at the end of the day, the Phoenix Suns have not been willing to pay a premium to get Durant, which is why we're in this spot. But this is out there, and there's a construction that there could be a major deal here. All right, so a hypothetical there for Mr. Winhorst on Get Up. Back here with Wendy himself, along with Big Perk and ESPN front office insider Bobby Marks. So, Bobby, make it make sense. Put, put together some particulars for us on a deal that could be possible here. Yeah, it's like a big puzzle piece, right? We're trying to make the pieces work here. And we, we always thought about a Kevin Durant trade was going to take three or four teams here. And when you look at the hypothetical trade that we're going to talk about, let's start with two players under the age of 25 and Donovan Mitchell, Mikhail Bridges. And then you add a player like Miles Turner. So that checks the boxes for Brooklyn as far as what they are looking for. Then let's go to Phoenix. Kevin Durant, okay? That checks the boxes for Phoenix. Mm. We've all talked about DeAndre in a, in a potential offer sheet. This is a sign and trade. He goes to Indiana. Here's the big question. Is this enough for the Utah Jazz? When you look at Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, five first round picks, four from Phoenix, one from, Clean, uh, from Cleveland, uh, from Indiana, and then three swap rights here. So. It makes sense for three of the teams. I think the big question will be, is that enough for a team like the Utah Jazz? Mm, so what is going on in Utah becomes mm. the question. Brian, what do you think of that trade? Well, this is why Bobby Marks is at the highest top of his profession. I'm, you should charge a consult fee for those teams to put that together <laughs> for them, Bobby. I think it's especially interesting, and, he, and here's why. If you look at this trade... From what I understand, one of the things that Phoenix has been reluctant to do is to put a whole bunch of players in. They're, they're willing to talk about draft picks, but they don't want to gut their team to get Kevin Durant. So in this construction, yes, it costs them Mikhail Bridges, who's a valuable player, but I don't even know if they're going to retain DeAndre Ayton anyway. Mm. And so this construction allows it to be a draft pick-based trade, which is what Utah, I think, ultimately is going to want, is a draft pick-based trade. And Ben Simmons is a player that they can rehabilitate, both physically with him coming off a of back surgery and him uh, coming off of mm -hmm. a, a bad season last year. Utah would be a low-stress environment where he could totally rebuild his value, maybe even find a home. So, it so, makes a lot yeah. of sense. Mm. But as I said today, it is hard to get four people, the four of us, to agree on where to go to dinner tonight much less put something like this together. <laughs> I'll decide. We're going to Sugarfish. Um, Perk, who wins that massive hypothetical four-team deal and why? Well, I mean, obviously, right, you would say the Phoenix Suns, right, pairing Kevin Durant with Devin Book and CP3. But I got something interesting. You know what? I actually think Utah could win that deal. I think Ben Simmons and Cam Thomas is a great deal and a great pickup. And let me explain to you why I feel the way I feel about Ben Simmons and that proposal going to Utah. You know why? Because he don't have any distractions. In Utah, is nothing outside really for us the lifestyle that he want to live. So guess what? He actually have to lock in into the game of basketball. Hmm. That's, the, that's the thing about having to go to a city like Utah. Not saying that Salt Lake is a bad city. I'm just saying. The nightlife is not there. You don't have all the extra. So now you have to work and just concentrate on your craft. 
that would be everything for Ben Simmons, and I actually think we would get the best version of Ben Simmons. Beautiful hiking, though. I lived there for four years. Um, Brian, before we let you go, uh, earlier in the show, we talked about Commissioner Silver's comments on Kevin Durant and, and the trade demands when he spoke after the Board of Governors meeting. But something else caught your attention about what the commissioner said during this press conference. What was that? Yeah, Malik, there's so much going on right now that this yeah. slipped under the radar. Ooh. But last night in his press conference, um, Adam Silver said that he favors, he's totally reversed his position. He now not only favors the, the age limit, the 19-year-old age limit to be eliminated and to reopen the door for, for high schools to pro um, uh, straight to the draft, but that he wants it to now happen in the next collective bargaining agreement is mm. going to work with it. And you may say... Well, I've heard this before. I've heard this over the last five, seven years. The difference is that this is now the commissioner saying it. It's not the union. Yeah. It's not people on the periphery. This is the commissioner saying mm -hmm. he wants to eliminate the age rule. And when the commissioner wants something in the NBA, he usually gets it. And I think we are headed for the elimination of the age rule. And within the next you know, foreseeable future here, maybe guys who are in high school at the start of high school right now, yeah could have the door back open to go right from preps to pros. Interesting. So, Bobby, you, as, mm. as Brian Windhorst talked about, you have been in the room. You've constructed these rosters. Apparently, you're still making some construction that makes sense. <laughs> what do you make of the potential to change the age limit rule in the NBA? Well, I look at a player like Scoot Henderson, who's playing for the G League Ignite right now and could potentially could play in the league. I mean, he's, he would be going into his senior year. So, I've lived through, you know, Kobe Bryant coming into the league, Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett, all these, you know, and there's certainly been a lot of misses here, but I think the league has done a great job as putting up a structure system, whether it be the G League or the G League Ignite, where I think it eliminates some of the failures that we've seen in the past. So I'm all for it. I think it's a smart thing to do. Well, we've seen so many different paths coming into the NBA now. You mentioned the G League Ignite. We've also seen sort of the global game growing and folks deciding to, to play overseas before coming to the NBA and this could be another avenue that we could see open up. Bobby, you added to your legacy yesterday with that spicy, spicy Steph take. What are you doing to add to your legacy today? I'm not no spicy takes from me today, man. It was like I was like a fireman yesterday putting it out all day. So I want I want peace and calm. I even had to deactivate my Instagram account because of those LeBron fans out there. Hey, Bobby, welcome to my world. You are adding to your legacy today. Thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Thanks. today. All right, coming up on our show, we have a very special edition of Top of the Top. The best summer league dunks ever. Keep it locked right here on NBA Today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. May I have this dance? May I have this dance? Oh, may I have this dance? Drop it all. Don't give it to him. Looks like he went off on some pogo sticks there. That guy has some athletic ability. Oh, there we go. Running down to the corner with a second on the clock. Christian beats the buzzer. Here we go. Kaminga, showtime. All right, that was the best of Summer League from last night. But tonight, we got more. We have a triple header for you. It starts at 5 Eastern. It's on ESPNU, the Cavs, the Hornets, then E2, Raptors, Jazz. Heat Sixers, you can catch all the games as well on the ESPN app. So let's sneak in a little top of the top Summer League edition because it got us thinking, what are some of the best moments that we've seen from Summer League? And we're going to stop, start here. Stop, start here. Uh, top punctuation because you'll remember this. <laughs> let's go back. Let's roll back. It was 2006. Mm, okay. And then this happened. Let's take a look. It's a little oh, fuzzy, wow. but you can see. Throw ahead, Joe Green. Oh, oh my goodness. Buddy. <laughs> Body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. I was looking at the pass. Oh, yeah, no, the pass was Boom. beautiful. Bang. Well, no, dime. not HD. You could tell. You know, like, <laughs> and that You have done something in Vegas when the entire gym is quiet. Yeah, right. It starts going, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like that. All right, a little bit of. We're sticking with the Chicago theme. All that jazz, call that jazz, and then give you me some razzle. You just want to do jazz hands. Like, <laughs> little razzle okay, dazzle. It's Rudy Gay. <laughs> it was against China in 2007. Wow. Oof. Ooh. Rudy. Oof. Looking and like you hung come, on Rudy. that bat board for a, a hot second there. Yeah, Rudy too. Gay. That's I love him this. Now. Caught him with the spin cycle. Ooh. Coming around stare, to the other side. One more, one more look at this face one. Too. Dang, that's a, that's a lot of hang time. <laughs> yeah, that's a, gro- that's a grown man dunk. Um, so then, if we're going to keep looking at this, that, that also got me thinking about that. That, that, that was acrobatic, but we're going to go to top acrobatics. And when you talk about acrobatics, JaVale. you can talk about someone that uh, you young covered. JaVale you covered. McGee. JaVale, JaVale McGee. McGee, three-time champion. Open court. Oh. Oh. Okay, dunk contest. He came in with the windmill. Babyface okay. assassin, yeah. the original. Oh, right. my goodness. That's all that from him. A little babyface assassin action. How good did he feel running back down the floor after that one? Peak. Oh, Those yeah. Peak moment. I, I feel good just watching it. Hey. <laughs> added to his legacy that, that day. No, he added to his legacy 100%. Absolutely put a period <laughs> well, on it. Kendra. Speaking oh, of yeah. period, top punctuality. Dame Lillard, he was right on time in 2012 in Summer League. Oh, Dame Lillard was at Summer League this year, now doing press conferences for that extension. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is where it all started. This right? is why you got to go to Summer League. It's where everybody okay. is. You can see where the stars get started. It's the beginning. And then you can see things like this. Ross, Dame loves Vegas because he does stuff like that early, and then uh, much later he just carries out gigantic bags of cash <laughs> What a nice house in Vegas. <laughs> and he carries they the whole do. team with him. Um, right. Top and oh. one, Jackson Hayes with what? the <laughs> You just took a body. Okay, Jackson. Okay. My goodness. No, there's nothing like making the crowd go crazy. He's got as much bounce as his curls. My goodness. Goodness. Woo. Hey, credit to the. I don't know who that was on defense trying to take that charge. Hey. Speaking of that roster, the Pelicans roster, they, they could be doing something special this year. Um, 
coming up though on NBA Today. Did you add to your legacy today? I plan to eat a big plate of oxtails after the show. That is absolutely going to be <laughs> your legacy. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a Here's our next WNBA game. Asia Wilson and the Aces, they're in Connecticut to take on John Quell Jones and the Sun. That's Sunday, 1 Eastern on ABC and the ESPN app. All right, welcome back to NBA Today. Kendra, Kendrick, ooh, that's fun. Yesterday, Kevin Durant, he posed a very interesting question on Twitter. It's one I've been asking all show. Mm -hmm. Did you add to your legacy today? And if so, what did you do? Perk, the floor is yours. You know, <clears throat> you know what? I, <clears throat> I felt like Kevin Durant, KD, Trey Five, yeah. easy, easy money sniper, that he was talking to me because <laughs> I was the one on television the last two days talking about his legacy and if he go back to Golden State, would his legacy be tarnished and things to that nature. My thing to KD is put an address on that. Cupcake on who you talking to. Oh, my goodness. Put an address on it. I know you was talking to me. At me next time. That's Whoa. what you do. At me. Don't ask it. Don't shoot a subliminal message. Put it out there and just at me. At Kendrick Perkins on Twitter. I okay. knew you was talking to me, KD. All right. That took a very cynical turn. <laughs> I, I took it. Like, I thought it was actually, I was saying this in the newsroom earlier. As much as Kevin Durant is on Twitter, I kind of thought it added a little bit of lightness and goodness into the world because the people that he was responding to were saying things like, I, I Maggie in Chicago, she was saying, I, I, I unloaded the dishwasher. That's what I did. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Because sometimes, I, and I know I'm, I'm reading too far into this and maybe, you know, our producer Forrest has been telling me to meditate and I need to meditate more because um, I <laughs> don't true. do that yeah. at all for one second a day if you can't tell because I'm like this all the time. Um, but it, it added a little bit of lightness and goodness and positivity into the world. And maybe that's not how he meant it. Maybe in him talking to me, that's how I took it. But I, I smiled when I saw the replies and what people were saying because there's so much hate and negativity and awfulness. And just to like, Smile a little bit. Did you add to your legacy, Kendi? I, I think I, I did a little bit. I say I woke up without my alarm clock this morning, right? That's adding to your legacy. I think for me, that's big. That's, that is adding to your legacy. Uh, I'm going to go drink more coffee. That's adding to that's my adding legacy. To we will see you all right tomorrow now. on NBA Today.